Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Coppell Bible Fellowship, the Second Course Podcast. That is a mouthful of a name because there are a lot of Second Course Podcasts out there, but there is only one that comes from your pastors here at CBF. My name is Nathan. I'm one of the pastors on staff, and I am joined today once again by Barkef O'Segan, our senior pastor. Barkef, how's it going? Doing great. Glad awesome. to be here. Looking yes. forward to it all. We are glad you are here. And this week, someone new. It's Brian Vranikar, our student ministry director. Rhymes with Renikar. Just so you know how to say <laughs> That's it. That's right, it does. That's yes. the first thing he said to me when I first met him, was he went, Brian Vranikar, rhymes with Renikar. It usually helps people. I, yeah. Ironically, it helped me. It helped and me. my first job out of college was at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. So, so it was... Uh, it was prophetic. Apropos, apropos. Of it made it very easy <laughs> for uh-huh. you to do yeah. that. Well, you know what? It's it's a lot of fun just to sit down with each other and talk. And we had a really great response to last week, our first episode. And uh, you know, this is a chance for us to sit down and just uh, as uh, three people around the table who love working with each other, love serving this church, to be able to talk about the message that came on Sunday. Maybe dig a little bit deeper that that second course, that little bit extra of the meal that we. Uh, we digest God's word, and so um, this week we continued our DNA series. And Brian was up on, in the pulpit, and he was covering the topic of prayer. And so, as we are beginning to jump into it, the easiest thing for us to do is just for Brian to have a little quick overview of where he went. Um, and Barkef, feel free. You know, if there's any point in this podcast, you just sit there and jump in. You got a question? You bet. You bet. Go I, ahead and do it. I this enjoyed is, it greatly. Brian did a fantastic job. That's awesome. He did. He really did. And so, Brian, uh, just in a few seconds, give us a, a quick overview of the message and where you were were landing the plane, so to speak, uh, in the application for that. Yeah, so we're talking about um, just the core of the early church, the core of, well, core of really the church as a whole. We're looking at um, the early church in Acts, and uh, Luke gives us this description that the early church was grounded on the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayers. So prayer was this essential thing um, that the early church was about. It's a, a thing that every healthy church should be about as well. So we looked at one specific prayer in Acts 4, uh, verses 23 through 31. Um, this is when, uh, right after Peter and John had been arrested, they had been threatened and intimidated from the Jewish Sanhedrin to stop talking about Jesus. Um, and so they get back together with the church and they pray. And um, there's a, a bunch of things we can pull out of this prayer, but I think uh, you know we see how there's faith uh, in God in the midst of really difficult circumstances. Um, it's a reliance on God to uh, continue working. Um, through the church to accomplish his mission to continue spreading the gospel. Um, and so it's just, there's a lot of things we can pull out of it, but that was kind of the overview of uh, what I talked about. Cool. You know, as we, as I said before, we're getting into this podcast because it's not just an opportunity for us to sit around a table and hear ourselves talk. We, we hear that every week and, uh, you know, <laughs> yes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes just in our head with the voices, uh-huh. um, but, <laughs> but it really is a chance for us to connect and engage with our congregation further because there's a lot, a lot of times, uh, it feels like we might be, uh, kind of 
out there on our own during the week. But one of the things you you brought up in that message, and, and you see that through Acts, is not just the focus on individual prayer, but there's an emphasis on the body itself coming together in a, in a corporate prayer uh, picture. Um, how, how does that fit in, do you feel, you feel, in the life of the church? I think that's a really important point. Um, it's a challenge in our culture because we're very individualistic, so we can kind of think in terms of, like, I need to have my quiet time with the Lord, my prayer time with the Lord. And I, that's all good. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but there's also a corporate aspect that's so important. Um, and so, you know, we see in this context, it's the church gathered together, praying together. Uh, so it's not just Peter in his house praying by himself. Um, and I think there's there's something really powerful about when we as believers get together and pray, it, it fosters unity, that we're all in this together and we're all chasing after the same goal, that we want to see people come to faith in Christ and, and grow as disciples of His. And so um, that gathering together and praying together, worshiping together, all those things, um, I think really fosters unity and reminds us of what, what truly matters and what we're all supposed to be about, um, not just on Sunday when we gather, but throughout the week as well. Barkef, I wanted to go back to something you actually said last week, and so instead of telling someone to go back and listen to it again to find that, um, as we were talking about, and Brian, you brought it up, you know, a lot of times we think of prayer as just the individual quiet time, which is what our episode was about last week. Right. But there was a very important part of that quiet time, that personal prayer, and 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 I want Barkef to kind of talk about that. Is so because you mentioned something in the uh, message also this week is that our tendency is to jump into this ask, 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 instead of this reverent, which I have another question coming up on that in a minute, uh, recognition of God being God. And so, Barkef, could you go back and just kind of expand on that a little oh, bit? Oh, absolutely. And I think Brian really hit it very strongly this uh, past Sunday concerning the whole idea of when, when we're praying, as we have the example of Peter and the apostles, they're actually praying that they would understand who it is they're talking to. They're talking to the God of the universe who created everything. And so when they approach that whole idea, let's first make sure we know who it is we're talking to. And I thought that was really powerful. I also thought the point that it says prayers, in other words, it's not just a single idea. It's like, sure, they're going to pray for one another for specific needs, but at that moment, they realized what they really needed, as you brought out, was boldness together. You know, all that we see going on outside of us, and we all feel that pressure, well, that's a whole reason for coming together, so that together we can acknowledge who God is and be ready to, to be used of Him, not just individually, but corporately for His kingdom purposes here. And, and when we realize how dependent we are, and then who it is we're dependent upon, we can get that boldness because we go, wait a minute, we're talking to the God of the universe who created everything, who, as you shared a a, a nice uh, story of a friend of yours who shared with you, hey, look, this guy that you're praying for, God is more concerned about him than you are mm-hmm. that he yeah, come, that was, come I to saving that, that was That was really sweet. That statement Nicely was done. awesome. Mm-hmm. So in that, and let's let's kind of dig down on that recognition of who God is. Uh, you made a statement, and it's something, and, and you did a little bit of a, a segue, a side side note on that, and it had to do with the Jesus is my homeboy t-shirt. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, <laughs> and I love that, because it's been something that 
I've seen, I think we've all seen over time, and, and, and I think it kind of rose to a little more prominence in the early 2000s as you had kind of these shifts in uh, what younger generations were trying to see as what church was. But, but you mentioned that it seems that we are kind of moving away from our reverence to an almost uh, maybe maybe unhealthy is the way to put it. Uh, familiarity. It, it would be like you know you think about the transitions that are going over in England right now with the, with the throne, and it'd be like I, I was like it'd be like me walking into the throne, sitting down, going, "Hey Chuck, what's up?" Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Try that. Go ahead, and yeah. try that. I want to see how that, that works out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one. Why do you think, or maybe what do you think that could be a reason for? But also, how do we protect ourselves from that? Yeah. I, my sense, there could be several factors in this, but my sense is it's a reaction from um, maybe a, a legalistic mentality towards God, an overemphasis on, you know, God as kind of the, the, the harsh, judgmental, you know, type of character um, that sometimes if people grow up in kind of that mentality of God, um, we want to know that we can be close with God. We want to know that we can be have an intimacy and a closeness with God that he, in a sense, can be our friend, which there is biblical precedent for that. You know, Jesus talks about how his disciples are his friends, but um, I think sometimes we confuse intimacy and closeness with God with the idea that God is just like one of us or just like a buddy of ours. And that's, I think, where it goes to an unhealthy level. So I think it's a reaction against kind of a misconception of God, but it goes too far the other way. And so it's uh, the whole, like, Jesus is my homeboy thing. That's like one example yeah. of how we sometimes in the in, in Christian culture can lower God to our level mm-hmm. because we want intimacy and closeness with God, which is a good thing. But actually, we end up losing that yeah. in the process, I think, because part of the the reason why what the Bible talks about, like the the intimacy and the level of closeness we can have and God wants to have with us, one of the reasons why that's so amazing is because God is not like us. It's because God is holy and bigger than the universe, right? Like it's because God on the one hand is this like, how in the world could I ever know him? Um, But then that God comes down. Yeah. And, and becomes flesh, um, sends his son, in, you know, in the likeness of sinful flesh, like it talks about, um, walks and talks among us and allows us to know him. That's why it's so amazing. It's because he's not like us. Yeah, I agree. I think we, we lose the picture of what a high privilege we have when we lower him. Mm-hmm. And, and frankly, now you're too familiar. Uh, rather than understanding the awesomeness mm-hmm. that the God of the universe wants our attention that that's an amazing thing yeah uh, and i think i agree with you i think it's an overreaction obviously paul talks about because the spirit now lives within us um we can call him abba father and and there's a sense in which when people first understand that a believer first understands that it, it's an overwhelming and, and how neat that i can come straight to him but you can also in the same process lose the fact that wait wait, wait a minute this is a privilege yeah, yeah, that has right. been purchased 
by a very expensive price. At a very high mm. cost, yeah. That's right. That's right. The Son I of God had that. to die to make that possible. And Amen. so it's a Amen. big deal that yeah, we can be close to God deal. like that. I agree. All I can think about is back in my youth ministry days, we used to tell students, like, I'll be your friend, but I'm not your buddy. Yeah. There you, you know? go. What, and, right, 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 uh, right. Yeah, because at some point, that friendship requires that I'm wanting the very best for you and not, this is going to sound terrible, putting myself down to your level so that we're equal in that sense yeah. is that I want to maintain this kind of, uh, this, this maturity mm-hmm. and which for me is difficult, which you guys know, but you know, we do our best <laughs> difficult um, for all of us. but something else that coming out of last week's and, and to your point, Barkef of recognizing, um, the awesomeness of God, uh, that to me would mean that prayer in some sense has to be very, very and directly tied to our study of the word, because how do we know how awesome God is by going straight to his word? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And, and we want to, when we're praying, we want to be praying what he would want us to pray. We want to think his thoughts after him. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, that is what you can just see uh, Peter preaches, he basically explains to the Sanhedrin, here's what happened and why and how it happened, and that really encouraged him to want to say, hey, we need to be all the more bold about this. Mm-hmm. And so when he comes back, that's the entire prayer, which you highlighted so well. Uh, th- we want his mindset, and that'll get us onto his game plan, mm-hmm. which he's delighted to hear us. Right. And you see that in their prayer, if I can just jump on that real quick. You see that in their prayer. They they quote scripture in the prayer. Mm-hmm. They quote Psalm 2. Their whole prayer is... is framed around their understanding of what God is doing through history that they know from Scripture. Mm -hmm. And so it's like they know what to pray for because they understand what God is doing. Um, He let them in on their plan, and they went in. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so they're they're praying um, for boldness to continue speaking the gospel because they see how the opening of Psalm 2 has been fulfilled in the death of Christ, but they're also expecting the rest of Psalm 2 to be fulfilled. That one day Christ is going to return, he's going to take the throne. And so... I think that's such an important point, like what you said, like um, we can't pray effectively if we are ignorant of what God says in his word. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well done. Excellent. Well said. Okay, so uh, we've only got a couple more minutes, but one thing I want to do, and this can you guys can discuss this as much as you want, <laughs> I thought, what a great, and I did it last week, I thought, what a great little end to each episode if I give you the 20-second hypothesis. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Let's, let's go for it. <laughs> you let's ready? Go for Can't it. Wait. So, uh, Brian, you listened to the, the podcast last week. So yeah. uh, each week, I'm going to try to come up with a question uh, that in 20 seconds, if you could explain it to someone who maybe is a new believer or just digging down into the Word, or it's something that they're familiar with, but maybe they never thought of. So here's the 20-second hypothesis. You have 20 seconds, and somebody comes to you and says, what does it mean to pray without ceasing? Mm, excellent. Okay, excellent. Start. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I just think of Reptevia from Fiddler on the Roof, that his attitude throughout his life was at any moment he understands he has the privilege of an audience with Yahweh God, the creator of the universe, and he does talk to him. And although at some level, you know, as if you ever watched the movie, which is one of my favorites, I love to watch it, you know, he, he feels a freedom to honestly say what he's thinking, but at the same time, you can tell he has a high reverence for the God he's talking to. And so his attitude is constantly... I'm in an ongoing conversation with God all day long. That's my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my thoughts is, first off, we know what it can't mean. I mean, Paul, when he's writing that, he, he obviously has to focus on what he's writing, so he can't be 
praying while he's writing, you know, like there's, it's not a, you have to sleep, you know, you can't be praying while you're sleeping in a sense. Um, but I think it's that ongoing recognition of, I have constant access to God. Um, at any moment I can pray. And, um, and so I think it's that, it's that posture of like any point of my day, whatever I'm going through, the God of the universe is accessible to me because of what Christ has done through the Holy Spirit. We have access to God. So it's that constant access and recognition and taking our request to God. Taking advantage of yeah. that privilege. Exactly. Not not uh, not being so familiar that we're calling him our homeboy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But rather knowing, wow. But it's we also have that privilege. He's available to us. Yeah. It's okay to like. You know, watch a movie though, <laughs> and like not be praying while you're watching the movie. Like that's good. Like, that's good. In other that's words, good. like it's not a you don't feel bad if you're just constantly not like consciously praying to God. <laughs> you're, right. That's exactly. not what that means. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely, you are correct in your answer. <laughs> that's right. And when you're praying in the car, eyes open. That's yes. all we want to say. And we talked when about you're that driving, last week. Eyes, I promise <laughs> you, when I pray in the car, I am doing so yeah, with my yeah. eyes open. Eyes open. Well, you know what? This was. Man, I think every week this gets more and more fun, exciting, fun. and it gets more yeah. and more fun. And and I hope one of the things that comes out in this is how much we just love each other and love uh, just hanging out with each other. And mm-hmm. you know, you, you might think these are conversations that for a podcast, but to be honest with you, this is this is what it's like for us each week. Absolutely, and, yeah, and absolutely. this is what we love. So um, we are so thankful for you guys to join us today. If you're listening, um, like we said before, we want this to be something where we are a, a dialogue dialoguing with our church and not just talking to ourselves. And so some of that uh, means that we're going to need to hear from you questions you might have. And if you have a question about prayer or you have a question about quiet time, we will take some time in future episodes to address that. We don't want to leave you hanging. And if you have that question, here's what you can do. You can email us at info at coppellbible.org, and that will get to myself or it might get to one of the other pastors. And then we'll take a look at your question and do what we can. Um, We'd love for you. You don't have to give your name, but we'd love to be able to give you a shout out on here. Um, and in the future, we are looking at the possibility and the option of bringing some of you into this because we think it'd be awesome to uh, to talk to our, our members here on this podcast. So once again, that's info at coppellbible.org. You can find us. Uh, I know that we are on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts and we've got ourselves on Spotify, which I think is probably the easiest one, but it's, uh, remember, it is Coppell Bible Fellowship, the second course. That's how you get it out there to your friends. And uh, Barkef, Brian. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you so much. Fun. Thank you. Love Great. having this time. And so we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at coppellbible.org. However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you.